where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Five, Welcome four. Ah, son of a... <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host here on Countdown. Countdown to, I don't know, excellence. One. I was going <laughs> to... Countdown to excellence. Countdown to excellence. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this is an excellent episode. We got to get into the music. <laughs> are, you, are you insinuating that I delay these things, Mark? <laughs> no. By the way, I'm, I'm Dan Hornstein. Uh, yes. Mark's co-host. This is my co-host, Dan Hornstein. We each pick an album and then we pick a first impression. We talk about it. First impression is usually something we haven't listened to maybe once or twice, kind of get, you know, and then we just give it a first impression or something that we haven't heard before. And then we, you know, come back and give you our first impression of the album or the song or whatever it was. It doesn't have to be a full album. It could be an EP or a single, but this week for my first impression, I picked the horrendous flaming pile of trash uh, <laughs> life forms by angels and airwaves. Oh. And I, I couldn't think of anything worse to say because it is everything that is wrong with music <sighs> and everything. That, I mean, okay, I, I'll give them this. The production is good. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Production wise, it's good, but um, production, good production. To me, it felt like, uh, oh, what song was, I can't remember. There was one song on there. I can't remember which track it is because I literally gave it a first impression and said, fuck this. Um, <laughs> it's, there's one song that's a straight rip off of an 80s song. And now I can't remember which one it is. And I should have wrote it down. Oh, I got a few. It of is them. a, it is a like almost note for note rip off. Yes. It's, uh, it's I know so what you're close. talking about. I know what you're talking about. I didn't write the name down. And this is <laughs> such a grating, frustrating, annoying album. Okay, let me get this again. Can so, you, hey, can we do a thing where we review the record and say all the things you don't like it, but do your best Tom DeLonge impression while you do it? <laughs> no, I can't. Where you're like, oh, I don't no, like I don't. this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, time bomb really yes, sucks. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, Time bomb. Yeah. Oh, God. Damn, so, I hate that guy's voice. So Tom DeLonge and Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves has all been, always been kind of hit or miss for me. There is a one album from Blink-182 and a smattering of other Blink-182 songs that I liked. The first album from Angels and Airwaves, I was like, meh, it was okay. It wasn't anything I was really into. The second album from Angels and Airwaves, I Empire, I enjoyed. And then now I've gone back to and listened to it, and I'm like, "What was I thinking?" You I don't told me that on the last this episode. Yeah, you said you went back and you went like, "Oh my god, what what happened?" Yeah, it's what happened. Well, I grew up. That's what happened. Or I matured. My taste developed something. It's I, I did not enjoy it. So Look, when I was a subsequently, kid, Mark, I used yeah. to eat bologna sandwiches, and I thought it was like the best <laughs> thing ever. Have you had a bologna sandwich <laughs> as an adult? No, it I have sucks. Not. It is it is awful. <laughs> it like even if you fry it, it's just bad and yeah so yeah it happens this is a bologna you know? sandwich this is a this is a bologna sandwich made of w with limburger cheese on top so it tastes and smells like feet i've never had limburger cheese but now i know not to okay <laughs> yeah don't so time bomb is straight it's it's so angels and airwaves albums 
<laughs> in my opinion, uh, are basically Tom DeLonge sat down with whoever it is in the, the band and was like, hey, I have an idea for a anthem rock group. And they wrote out a song and then they hit control C, control V again and again and again and again. And again. Everything is very much the same, very, very similar, and this is no different. It's just more the same, except for they were like, hey, let's rip off some 80s songs, and we'll just barely, barely change the melody, so it'll be kind of like, if I was, I can't remember who the artist was, was it, uh, I looked it up, was it, um, I the 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 name escapes me now because I looked it up the other day. If I was whoever the eighties artist was, I'd be suing them right now <laughs> for it's copyright not, infringement. It's so it's not just like that they ripped off eighties rock; they ripped off eighties workout rock. Right. You right. know, like every like a bunch of songs on this record sounds like they could have been a montage scene from a Karate Kid movie or like a Rocky movie. Rambo. Yeah. yeah something like yeah. that where they're like clearly exercising and getting ready for a big fight or something. It, it sounds yeah. like that. Um, it, it does. The yeah. most the the tide of all the tracks. Number five is the most apt to what this this album will make you feel it's called losing my mind. And if you listen to this and you have taste, you will be losing your mind. I actually wrote that. That's probably the only song that's acceptable. Oh, really? On this record, because it's the one that sounds the most like blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> I That is true though. It does really the most sound like blink One Eighty Two. This, this is, was just, um, a, this was weird. I know there's probably a few diehard Angels and Airways fans, maybe like all six of them, and they love this. And you know what? This isn't the podcast for you. Right. Not like they're going to listen to this anyway, because they're like, oh, people with opinions. Let's not listen to this. Can we at least refer to him as Tom DeLong? Like, <laughs> yes. can we say that in Blink-182? Tom 20? DeLong. Tom DeLong. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dude. I, this this like music I said, is... Dude, it's... I, I got to side with you. This music is corny as... Fuck. Like I said, it's always hit or miss. I either think, wow, I enjoy this and I like it, or it's just awful. And unfortunately, this is awful. This was bad. Here's some of the stuff I wrote down. Are you do you watch uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I haven't seen that in a long time. Okay. There's <laughs> an episode where they they do a kid's beauty pageant. They put on a kid's beauty mm-hmm. pageant. And this like the one boy who enters the beauty pageant, they're like, we're going to help him out. And they he was going to sing like Yankee Doodle Dandy, but they redid mm-hmm. it in this horrible like synth techno style. And I swear to God, <laughs> that's what Time Bomb sounds like. I wrote it. It sounds like the Yankee Doodle Dandy song from Frank's Little Beauties, which is the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> from it's always sunny um other notes just as i was listening through this is first impressions right so I, the way i like to do first impressions as i'm listening to the album uh if something mm-hmm. comes to mind i write it down and so it's almost like as the track it's almost like a you know track by track analysis right. but it's more of my mood at the time and so i wrote this sounds corny as fuck. That was during Time Bomb. I don't remember what song this wrote. I wrote, but it, uh, in all caps, it says, God damn, I hate this guy's voice. Um, <laughs> does he talk like an asshole in interviews? Was another one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wrote the synth. Okay, so the, all of the synths on this record seem to work in contrast of the songs and not in service of the songs. Mm -hmm. And I had a big problem with that on multiple occasions. I wrote, uh, what the hell is no more guns? Is this an Irish drinking song? Sounded like it. 
And then it's there's a, there's a song automatic, which makes no attempts to hide that it's a total ripoff of either a replacement song or just like heaven by the cure. Yeah. So half a beard. Um, I give it negative five beards. Like negative I'm shaving my muscles went, off my face. You gave it, you gave it alopecia. Yeah. Like your body rejected the hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's outstanding. It, and the, here's the thing. I wanted to like this. That was the thing. I wanted this to be something new and something I could listen to and enjoy. And I tried and it just did not, didn't, didn't do it. I had a feeling going in that I wasn't going to like it just because I've, I'm not a fan of any of the other stuff that he's done. I'm not a big Blink-182 fan. We've talked about that. I don't mm-hmm. like Angels and Airwaves. I don't know if he's done anything outside of that. But overall, I've not been a fan of Tom. So I kind of walked into this with an optimistic, pessimist view, you know, right. where I'm like, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm probably right. <laughs> like, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, I hope it's going to be good, but it's probably going to be shit. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a bad record. I'm glad we did this just for first impressions and I didn't have to do a deep dive and oh, yeah. kind of listen to it multiple times to try to. Oh, I wouldn't have done it. As, I would have, I would have sent you a text and been like, nope, we're not doing this as a deep dive. <laughs> it, <laughs> switch it. <laughs> Scrap it for something else. So what'd you do for your first impression? Well, for this month, or this month, this episode, I guess for first impressions, Mm -hmm. I picked the new record by Halsey, which is called, Mm -hmm. if I can't have love, I want power. Uh, Halsey is a pop singer that I don't know a whole lot about. I listened to that first record that she did called Badlands and I thought it was pretty good. I think she's got a, a record or two under her belt since then. What really drew me to this album though was early on when they started marketing it, they made a real big point to say it's Halsey's new record produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of Nine Inch Nails fame and lots of mm-hmm. other movie scores and things like that. And I went, oh, that really piqued my interest. You know, I'm wearing a nine inch nail shirt right now. Not by, not by, uh, uh, not to time it up, but just coincidence. Nine inch nails. One of my favorite groups, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, two of my favorite musicians. I'm the guy that geeks out over everything that they do to the point where I listen to their movie scores and stuff. And I, I really like to dig into it. They are, kind of a can do no wrong duo for me. And I was intrigued to see mm-hmm. how they would mash up with Halsey, a pop singer. Trent Reznor's done production work for other artists before, but it's usually either like a track or a single. The only album that I know that he's done outside of his own work was Saul Williams has a record that he's a rapper. And I, I can't, I don't think I should pronounce the name of the record because it involves an inish word. Okay. Uh-huh. And it, but it's, it's a play on uh Ziggy uh-huh. stardust by uh-huh. David Bowie. And it's a, it's a really cool record. It's basically exactly what you would get. If you thought how would nine inch nails music go with a hip hop artist, you would get Saul Williams and it's exactly what it sounds like. Right. Um, so I was eager to jump into the, the Halsey record for, for that. And for a lot of other reasons, um, I have my opinions on some stuff. I want to hear first, I want to kick it over to you and see first impressions. What'd you think? So I didn't know this was uh, nine inch nails produced, but I liked it 
now I think I like it maybe a little bit more than I did because now I understand a little bit more what's behind it. Okay. Initially, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. But the more I listened to it again, I was like, okay, this is kind of growing on me. And actually, Halsey, I'm not sure, but I think she's done some work with other artists like Morgan Page and Cascade and Dead Mouse. I just can't remember off the top of my head because when she started singing... I recognized her voice. It's very distinct. Mm. It's very unique. And so I was like, oh, okay, I've heard this before. I thought this was a great album. It was a fun album. It was uh, a good, like, kind of pick me up kind of a thing. It was fun. It's got a little, a lot of variation to it, yeah. which now that I can see the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross coming into it, which was a whole lot of fun. And it's got a great cover art. Yes. <laughs> uh, with the booby. Yeah. <laughs> get to see a booby. Anytime I get to see a booby, I'm happy. Uh, doesn't matter who, yeah, whose it is. It can be ugly. It can be a bad booby. I'm still like, hey, there's a booby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it just brightens my day. I, yeah. Um, so knowing into it, that's interesting that you, uh, you, I thought we had talked about the Nine Inch Nails aspect of it or the Trent Reznor aspect. Maybe I forgot to mention that. So I've, it's my bad if I did. I think that um, what, there's some, there's some choices in here that are really interesting. First of all, the first track is probably the one with the most deliberate Nine Inch Nails influence. It starts with that kind of creepy piano with, I think, a flatted mm-hmm. fifth in there. And that's just, you know, kind of hallmark Trent Reznor playing piano type stuff. So immediately for me, when the record kicked off, I went, oh, yeah, here we go. But it's got some good, bold choices. Some of the things I liked is uh, the first two songs, for example, don't feature any drums, which mm-hmm. for a pop record is kind of odd and then it comes it comes in (laughs) track number three comes in pretty strong overall there's a lot of there's a lot more punk influence than i thought there was going to be which was cool for halsey i thought this would take a little Mm -hmm. more of like the uh electronic dance route that trent reznor has done before i i my expectations were that and to see it go in a kind of like a paramore direction (laughs) with a lot of like the pop punk uh you know I'm going, okay, this is what I want from an angels and airwaves record, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it was better <laughs> pop punk than most pop punk that's out there. I think that, um, the more I listen to it, the more I feel like it's a good collaboration. I think she was probably heavy handed in the songwriting mm-hmm. and just worked side by side with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, because this is the most poppy thing that they've ever done. And I know they've really been branching out as, as musicians. I mean, they scored a Disney flick for crying out loud, you know, not too long ago. So, you know, here's, (laughs) here's a group that's clearly like these, these guys are like, we're just going to stretch our legs and do all kinds of different stuff. Um, overall, I wish the record was a little bit longer. Um, I like, Halsey has a lot of kind of rhythmic style of singing. Um, mm-hmm. Even on that that first song, you know, it's just take what you want, take what you need, bum, 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 and that, and like I am not a woman, I'm a god, has a kind of a cool rhythmic way of singing on it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the little production flourishes that are all throughout this record that make it interesting to listen to. Like each song will have something unique that's either only for a moment in the mix or it's in the mix, but it's kind of in the background that the more you listen to it and you notice it and you go, Oh, that's really cool that they did that. And that's another kind of big nine inch nails thing. So I, I think it's a really good record. I give it three and a half beards. Um, it's, it's just a fun, probably better. One of the best pop records. I would still say it's a pop record, but one of the better pop records I've ever listened to. And I'm, I know I'm super biased, but super yeah. enjoyable, <laughs> super enjoyable. 
Uh, I give it three and a half beards too. It was a fun listen and it's, it's a, got a lot of good combination of different things, which is what makes it really fun to listen to. And Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac is on the record. And you mm-hmm. know, you've got something good when it can make me like Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> so my deep dive for the week is the new album local Valley by Jose Gonzalez. This just came out what, like two, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. a few days before we actually picked it. Um, like I've said before, we've reviewed some of his stuff before. Famous Swedish and artist, Jose Gonzalez. Famous, yeah, famous, exactly. Yeah. Famous Swedish The pride of Sweden, <laughs> Jose Gonzalez. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that always throws me for a loop. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, he's from Sweden. <laughs> I, I don't buy that one bit. His Spanish is good because on El Invit... And I can't even Ellen Vitio. I'm going to say that's super white. <laughs> Not on Throw purpose. In a Southern just, accent when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Say it like Peggy Hill. <laughs> say, it, say it like Peggy Hill and then say it like Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Ellen Vitio. <laughs> Combine the two. <laughs> it's from Blink yes. 182's new record. What's my race again? <laughs> <laughs> So this album, so here's the, here's what I like about Jose Gonzalez. The production is simple. It's typically him and a microphone or two microphones. T- typically you, one microphone in just a room, a plain room. Nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can hear like a chair creaking as he's moving in city. It's very... I, I like the artistry of that because I like the simplicity of that. It's nice to listen to something that isn't overproduced and everything is tracked out and there's 40 different tracks and everything is perfect. There's something really cool and crafty about a guy and his guitar and he's just sitting there playing it and singing it. It makes it feel more real to me. It makes it because it makes him feel like, okay, I'm in the room with him and he's playing this. Cause you hear outside of like hearing birds outside or stuff like that, or the wind blowing through the trees. It's very, you, you, I, it sucks you into it. I feel like it brings you into the atmosphere, into that mood. It invites you in more. And that's what I like about this album. Now, this album is probably four tracks too long just my opinion. Um, not that it's bad. There was just, this album isn't good and it isn't bad either. It's very average. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with a lot of Jose Gonzalez's stuff, he either hits it and it's great or it's just blah. And out of 13 tracks, I was really thinking that he would have at least one gem in here. And there wasn't a single one that really stood out to me as like, Ooh, I love this. I really want to listen to this again. And again, I'm going to put this on a playlist. I'm going to keep listening to this again. Not, not that any of these were bad, but this is more for me like, okay, I'm having, I'm, I'm, I want something to relax to in the background. So I'm going to play this, but I'm not really going to be paying attention to it Mm -hmm. because I'm unwinding to it. And that's really what this is to me. It's not something I'm going to sit down and just like focus in on and listen to. Um, it's nothing that that's the thing about it. Nothing about it really stood out to me outside of the production, which did bring me into the moment, but it wasn't like it did. It brought me in, but it didn't bring me in all the way. Like some of his other stuff does mm-hmm. some of his other stuff will really draw me in. And so I just give this like two and a half beards right in the middle. Dan, what do you think? I I'm 
I think I liked it a little better, a little more, but not, mm-hmm. but you're, you made some really strong points that I agree with. Um, I really liked, uh, there, there's a couple of songs that really stood out to me. Horizons track four was one mm-hmm. that I liked quite a bit. Uh, I liked head on. I liked, uh, Lilia G I thought was a good one. I, I do. I don't know if I feel like the record's too long or if it just, if it suffers from the same kind of issues overall, right? The first right. time I listened to this, I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't know other than the one song that we had listened to for the red dead redemption mm-hmm. soundtrack. I didn't know what else really to expect from this. And so hearing that he went with that same kind of theme and just stuck with it was very cool to me. I didn't know if based on that one song, he was going to do anything different than this. And it was very Mm -hmm. rewarding that first listen to go, Oh, uh, this is so chill. And I got into that, the things that you were (laughs) describing, like just the, the personal nature of it, uh, feeling like you were in the room reminded me of, uh, I hadn't heard a good folk record in Mm -hmm. all, quite a while. And this is, this is first listen. I was like, wow, this is a really good folk record. But then on subsequent listens, when I paid a little more attention, once that initial shine wore off, Mm -hmm. the things that started to hit me were some pretty glaring flaws. One of them is, um, I, you know, I, I did like how the final thing that I did like before I get into the flaws a lot of this reminded me of 60s folk, kind of late 60s, like almost Simon mm-hmm. and Garfunkel-ish. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just got 60s vibes from a lot of the songs, and I think that's some of the way that they were written. However, I think my main indi- my main issue with this is that it feels emotionless. Ooh, that's very apt description. Right? Like a lot of the yeah. time. And there's a staleness to that. I think the music is great. I think the melodies are good. It's enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. just not very memorable. That's that you hit the nail on the head with that description. I and think. I think where I landed with this is the key ingredient that's missing between this and other folk or stuff that really works for me is the soul is missing. You know, I need, mm-hmm. I need something that shows me, what are you going through? Are you going through pain? Let me feel your pain. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Let me feel that you're happy. Are you in love? Let me feel that you're in love. And I just didn't get that quite from anything on here. I almost feel like if he were to partner with somebody and write, be the primary songwriter for somebody, but get somebody else to come in and sing and emote yeah. and just yeah. get it going and hit it with some, you know, a voice cracking emotion, or whatever, yeah. it's just something. Yeah, I feel like that's what it would. That's what would lift it up. Like um, we were talking, I think when we did Rye X, uh, we both liked mm-hmm. that first Bon Iver record. That yeah, it's. I mean, it was recorded in a cabin. It's just him and the guitar. But my God, is the emotion just so powerful <laughs> that it it seeps through the speakers, and yeah. that's what I was hoping for from this, and I didn't get it. So yeah, I think you're right that it. In the background, you know, if I'm scrolling on my phone and I got it on, it's great. I'm listening. Oh, that part was nice. I liked that, but there's right. really nothing else to it. I ended up giving it three beards. I think it's better than average, but still right there, kind of close to a halfway point. Yeah. 
And I was, I was, I was, wasn't expecting it to be like, oh, this is going to be one of my favorite albums of all time. I, I kind of had that feeling because I've listened to his other stuff before, but I was still disappointed because I was like, man, there's some decent songs on here, but not, and there's like four or five other songs of his that I really, really love that I'll listen to again and again and again and again. They'll never get old. And there wasn't a single one out of 13 tracks. And for you know the last couple of weeks when we haven't recorded, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, man, what is what's wrong with this? Why am I not into this? And you hit it right. There's no emotion to it. There's nothing emotionally to connect you to the music. Like he's a good singer and he's a good songwriter, but he did not bring the emotion with the music and he did not bring the emotion with the singing like he has in some other songs. So you just kind of like, uh, <laughs> it, right. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're in agreement there, uh, but I, but I mean, again, it's not, it's not the worst thing I've heard by any means. No, no, it's, it's, it's that's why I said it's it's not great, but it's not bad. It's leaps very... and ba- leaps and bounds above angels and airwaves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. he can get anybody else to sing for him, and as long as it's not that fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your deep dive this week for my deep dive? I picked New Church's album called Screen mm-hmm. Violence. Churches is a Scottish synth pop group. Since uh, September of 2011, it says, according to their Wikipedia, this is their fourth official record. I got into churches, me personally, I guess probably around like 2016. I started listening to them. I kind of stumbled upon them. I hadn't heard a bunch of stuff and really quickly got into these guys. They are, they, they, they bring a lot of synth wave influences a lot of 80s influences into what they're doing it's 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 kind of that 80s revival synth pop is i think a decent way to explain it um Mm -hmm. the the singer who is lauren mayberry has what i think is just an incredible voice um that is interesting because it's uh she's a really good singer but also their the quality of the way she sings has a, a very young feel to it Um, and I think that's what, that's what lends to the eighties sound to me. It has an eighties pop quality Mm -hmm. like you'd get from, um, I don't know, maybe like Debbie Gibson or something. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to to describe it to. It doesn't sound like Annie Lennox, you know, it's, it's more of the, uh, the mall pop from the eighties that I think, but it's juxtaposed with a lot of often either really dark themed lyrics or some darker themed music. And so this gives it a hot topic goth kind of sound in some respects to it, uh, which to me is all over this record. It's called screen violence. I think it's a great overall record. Um, we also, I asked to review their single that they released called cry little sister. I don't know. Did you get a chance Mm -hmm. to listen to that? Yeah, I listened to that once. Okay. I loved it. I'm sorry. Growing up with the Lost <laughs> Boys, it's a first of all, let me explain. Cause it's a very Cry Little Sister is a really cheesy song. The yes, Lost Boys <laughs> The Lost Boys is a really cheesy movie. Okay. Yes. It's corny all over. But I thought they did something kind of unique and cool with it because it doesn't sound as cheesy as the '80s version. I mean, the Lost Boys—that's right. the guy where that's the whole movie where they have a complete scene dedicated to the big muscular muscle dude oiled up playing the saxophone. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the kind of movie that it is. It's full of '80s 
just kind of oil. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to describe oil. it. Oil. So I loved, <laughs> I loved, uh, their version of cry little sister. Thanks you for letting me include that. I just think that that's dying. I have a soft spot for that song and hearing them cover it. I thought was just outstanding. Um, man, I really love this record overall. There's a lot of like horror themes woven mm-hmm. in, um, not only with, and, and I, I think it's from the title on screen violence. There's, violence. there's songs called final girl, uh, which is, you know, a kind of a big horror movie trope that is often discussed. There's, uh, songs called violent delights. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of horror elements woven in it. So I thought it would be a cool fit for October for us to get to listen to this and kind of dig into it. Yeah. And it's got Robert fucking Smith. Yeah. <laughs> from the cure on it. And when he shows up, okay, first of all, anytime he shows up, it's, it's going to make things better. I, I am a huge fan of the cure. I love them. I love the like really poppy stuff that the cure does. I love the kind of funky stuff that the cure does. I like the, late seventies, early eighties, uh, post-punk stuff that the cure does. I love their electronic area. I love disintegration. I love everything about that band. I'm a huge fan for many years. And when Robert Smith shows up, he makes a song better and he pops up on this record. And I, f- I don't even remember the name of the song that he's on, but, uh, it's so awesome because you're like, Oh shit. You know, first of all, Hey, that's Robert Smith. But then you're also like, yeah. By the time he's done with his verse, you're like, that motherfucker could sing for this band and it would be like the coolest band ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, dude, if like, if Lauren Mayberry ever quits, just fucking get Robert Smith, man. He, <laughs> yeah. Like his shit works over that style of music extremely well. Uh, it's on how not to drown is the name mm-hmm. of the one with Robert Smith. So, um, I was a big fan of this record. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to be listening to it a lot. I got tickets to go see churches and concert in November. So I'm really excited for that. What did you think about the record? I initially it felt so this to me felt like this is just how I perceived it felt like a female led group that Chino Marino produced. Okay. Chino from Deftones. And yeah. so I liked, I like the electronic aspect of it, but I have like Chino, my favorite vocalist from my favorite band, all of his side projects. I have kind of like a, I don't hate it, but I'm also like some of it. I'm like, Oh, that album was okay. These couple songs are really good, but that's kind of just how it is. Like he, I guess I kind of like really like Chino's music from the Deftones and then you go into some of his other side projects and he gets into the weird stuff and I'm just, when it gets too weird and abstract, I'm like, okay, I'm not really that into it. This is churches has always felt like chick Deftones to me. It's like crosses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. That it, project it's a lot specifically. Like crosses. I was trying to think of like it, team sleep and some of the other stuff he yeah. did. This is, this is more like crosses to me than anything. Right. And it's, there's, it's it's music that I like and I want to like more, but I don't. And I can okay. never put my finger on what it is. Like, I'm just going to be up front and say, I'm giving this three and a half beards. Not because it's, the, the production is good. The vocal, uh, she's a great vocalist. Robert Smith is good on it. There's, there's several things about this that are good. But overall, maybe it's, I think sometimes it's a lot of it to me tends to start to sound the same. And I want a little I, bit more variation. I can understand. And, that. 
and so that when when a when a, it's when an album can do that, it it kind of takes away some of the enjoyment from me. Okay, because I like obviously I like some enough variety to keep me interested. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, just enough mixing it up to keep me interested. And this didn't do that enough. I'll say I'm not going to say it didn't do it. It just didn't do it enough. And I, I kind of felt like this would be one of those albums I thought I would like a little bit more and I wanted to, but I was like, you know what? It's not bad. And it's not even mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's but it's just not it's not my favorite. They're they're very much a stick to your guns group. You know, they they know what lane yeah. they're in and I don't see them going coloring outside the lines no. very much. It's it's like that uh band always. You ever heard of them? No. They're another female-led band. They're more like hipster rock. Okay. And so uh, several years ago, my buddies and I met up in New Orleans and they wanted to go see them. And it was like, they, they're great musicians. They're great performers. They're good songwriters, but they use the same drum beat in every song. Literally the same drum beat. We listened, we watched them play for an hour and I turned to my buddy and I'm like, this is literally the same beat for every song. He's like, yeah. And he's a drummer. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're kind of stuck. And I was like, ah, uh, like, come on. Like, I know she's the, their drummer is obviously a better drummer than this, but for whatever reason, they feel like that's their thing, which is fine. That's their thing. And it just, I was like, oh, and so like, I mean, actually last year I went back and listened to the always album again. And I was like, man, just change it up a little bit. <laughs> I get that. I, I, you know, it's a, it's a good critique. Like um, you got me thinking about out of all of the girl fronted groups that embody this kind of style. Mm-hmm. Okay. That are, I mean, and by that, I mean, primarily electronic driven pop right. influenced, but not pop. Churches is probably the safest out of all of the groups that I like. The ones that I would recommend if you haven't checked out is like Crystal Castles was always really experimental. Um, mm. If you listen to Sleigh Bells. No. Oh, shit. I don't know if we should review it, but because uh, it's there. They, well, they've got a new record. We might be able to do their new record. Sleigh Bells is very cool because they introduce like a lot of guitar into their stuff. Uh-huh. And it's it's very punchy 80s influenced guitar. And it it just works for them. And they do some really cool things. Um, who else? Sylvan Esso does some different stuff with their production side of things, but they're not one of my favorite songwriters. They're They're good. But then there's, and then there's churches, right? And then churches has always kind of been the more pop version of it along with like Purity Ring and uh, and there's another group called Kitten that I like. And I like Kitten because they sound like churches. (laughs) And this is music where- It's not, you sure it's not Kitty? Is it Kitty? No, I'm kidding. Kitty was the Kitty new, was that metal band. metal band. No. <laughs> but now I got to check. Well, there might be multiple kitties. Uh, a tale of two kitties. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a bad joke. <laughs> don't laugh. No, it's Kitten. Okay, I looked it up. It's Kitten. They have a record in 2014 that is just a, a fantastic pop record. I haven't really liked the rest of their, their other stuff, though. But, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point that... Um, typically I hadn't, I hadn't gotten into, I hadn't listened to churches in probably about a year and a half. And then this record came out and it re sparked what I like about them and got me into them some more and listening to mm-hmm. it again. But it's a good critique. I'm still going to enjoy the concert though. Oh, I'm sure you will. And you should. That's going to be on the lawn. It's going to be outside. <laughs> Ooh. 
Should be great weather for that. Outside of November. Yeah, it's going to be really good weather. I'm excited. So what did you give the album? I ended up giving it four beards, but I almost want to okay. give it three and a half now. Four just because I liked it. I'm going to stick with four because okay. it's, it's, you're right. But I, I still really like that one song that they wrote 12 times. <laughs> and I can't give Robert Smith too much less than that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So um, what do you have picked for next week? Man, all right. I was thinking about this and I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my records right now because I, I know I have a bunch that I want to go through. There's this one album I've been listening to now for uh, some time. And I, I really have been enjoying it it's, and it's different and it's a band called Greet Death. Uh-huh. Uh, so G-R-E-E-T, Death. Their record is called New Hell. It came out in 2019 and it's it's got a lot of 90s influence in it again. Um, sing, one, they have two singers. One of them's got a really unique voice, but there's a, there's a, there's a big kind of, it's almost a, old country vibe to it, almost like country music set to alternative style. Uh, mm-hmm. And and hopefully you'll hear that when he gets into it, but it's, it's very ballad ish in a lot of ways. Um, but not like, you know, tonight, tonight, like mayonnaise and right. it's, I've been really, I've been enjoying this record a lot. What I don't know what I want to do is for my first impression, I'm kind of stuck between three choices because the there's three albums that I feel like we could get through pretty quickly with first impressions, and I don't mm-hmm. quite want to do a deep dive on it, but I still want to listen to it and talk about it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and I think for this, I want to go. I'm going to do kind of a companion record to go along with the country western ish kind of feel that I get from, and I'm doing a bad job at describing that because you're probably going to go, I don't hear it at all, Dan. Um, right. <laughs> but the vibe that I get from Greet Death is going to go really well with a new record from the band Low called Hey What? And Low, I've listened to this record uh, pretty much just once through and, and I, I saved it because I went, okay, I want to go back to this and do it for the podcast. Uh, this is a folk noise album. Okay. By a man and woman duo. And I don't know a lot of things that sound like this. It it, it really is. It's, it's noise driven. Um, uh-huh. but when they start singing, they've got these like folk harmonies coming in and it weirdly works. <laughs> it's not something I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. It's not something I listen to a lot, right? But it's a good first impression record that you, when it's done, you go, yeah, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> cool. For your deep dive? Well, so for my, that's going to be my first impression is low, hey, what? And for my deep dive is going to be Greet Death. And the name of that oh, yeah. record Greet is uh-huh. New Hell. How about you? Okay. So for my first impression, I'm going to do uh, Music of the Spheres by Coldplay. Is that new new record? Yep. New okay. came out a couple days ago. And that's deep dive or first impression? First impression. Oh, and then for a cool deep dive. On oh, yeah. Apple Music is some really cool animation. Yep. And then for the deep dive, I'm going to do the album Weird Invitations by Flake. Okay. 
And this is something I just found yesterday. So I think it's a kind of like R&B electronic vibe, something a little bit different. That's flake with a pH. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Okay, cool. Yep. So I just want, I don't know. I was in the mood for something different, like very different. So I was like, yeah, I'll give this a shot. I got it. I got Flake and mm. I got the new Coldplay. Cool. Hell yeah. That's exciting. It's going to be a fun listen. And just as an FYI, right before we signed on, I was listening to the new song, Taking Me Back by Jack White. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, you, as soon as we're done rapping, you should turn that on because it is fuzz pedal greatness and taking me back. Yep. And it's Jack White's first single in like two years, two or three years. Oh, okay. I found it. And dude, oh, just, oh. you know, <laughs> he's like, manu- fuzz. I mean, he's like manufacturing his own fuzz pedals and stuff now. And he's got, yeah. his, he's got a fuzz pedal and like an octave pedal that he sells. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that where it's, it looks like a telegraph. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And I, he's clearly using both of those pieces of gear that he made. Yeah. And it makes me want both so bad. Just <laughs> so unbelievably bad. Like I'm like, I have to own these immediately, but they're like 300 bucks each. And I'm like, yeah, Jack White. <laughs> killing me Jack White. But then I listen to the song. I'm like, but it sounds that good. <laughs> it's just so gnarly like this. Yeah. You know, we haven't, uh, there's a, there's a phrase that we haven't used in a long time. Stank face. Uh huh. Yeah. This song gave me stank face. Just like a prune. Like I ate something sour, you know, uh-huh. just like a sour warhead where I was instantly just like, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's a good side. <laughs> total stank face. So enjoy that. Let me know what you think for anybody listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely check out the, the Jack white song and let us know what you think too. Yes, please. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore pockets and you can find Dan on Instagram at, at Dwight privilege. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. We will see you all next week. Hell yeah.